It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. Welcome aboard. We're starting things off welcoming a new affiliate to the America Outdoors Radio family. That would be WFHG 92.9 out of Bluff City, Tennessee. We are glad you're here. And hopefully it didn't get as cold in Tennessee as it did a lot of other places in the northern tier of America. As a matter of fact, part of the southern tier too. Man, we just got hit by a huge Arctic blast. I'd say the majority of us in America got hit by it over the last week. And I know I'm still shoveling out snow, and I'm still bundled up, but I bet a lot of you are too, and we're all waiting for spring all of a sudden after a very mild December. This week on the show, we've got some great guests for you. I think you're going to really enjoy them, especially if you like fishing, because we're going to talk to four guests from four different fishing destinations around the country. We're going to start off in just a minute talking to Kyle Jones. He's the co-owner of Jones Sport Fishing, and he wants to take you not just steelhead fishing, but fishing for some other species this winter in the Gem State. After we talk to Kyle, we're heading to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. We're going to talk to Tanner Cherney. He is going to give you an ice fishing report from Devil's Lake, where you can catch all sorts of different species, and the fishing is pretty darn good there, too. Not only is Tanner going to tell you about how to catch the fish there and what's being caught, he's also going to tell you about some places to stay and eat at while you're in town. From Devil's Lake, we are heading to Ohio and Lake Erie. That's where we get to talk to a very well-known walleye guide and television personality and radio show host and podcast host and author and more. That would be Ross Robertson with Big Water Fishing. And he's going to talk about these things, but he's really going to focus on the walleye fishery there in the western basin of Lake Erie and explain why it really is the best walleye fishery in North America. Our final guest of the day, that would be Job Rolf. And the topic Sportsman's Cove Lodge, a place we talk about every week on this show because they've been sponsors since 2018. Well, Captain Mac McQuarrie, he finally sold the lodge and retired, and now it's owned by the O'Neill Group. And Joe Rolf is part of the O'Neill Group. He's going to explain why they decided to purchase the lodge and some of the exciting new changes that are coming up while retaining the spirit of the existing experience. In addition to this, we've got some outdoors news for you, including deer harvest numbers for the year from Missouri, and a decision to ban spring cougar hunting in Colorado. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we are heading to the gem state of Idaho. That's where you'll find Kyle Jones, the co-owner of Jones Sport Fishing, and he's offering some very interesting winter fisheries for you this year. One of them is a chance to tangle with huge steelhead on the Clearwater River. Kyle, great to have you back on the air. Oh, it's great to be here. So let's talk a little bit about the hatchery steelhead you can catch there in the clear water. They run up to 20 pounds. Why are they so big? That's a really good question. For whatever reason, when our fish, uh, they come back, well, first of all, they come back as uh, they spend two years in the ocean instead of one year in the ocean, like most of the other fish in the basin. Um, and then just over time, these fish just... Uh, they come back bigger, and that's the, the, the biggest portion of our run is, is those big two ocean fish. So. Well, those B-run steelhead, as they're called, certainly are 
for uh, quite a challenge. And folks, uh, I got to go fishing with Kyle a few years ago. He got me into the biggest steelhead of my life, an 18-plus pounder. He'd definitely do the same for you. And the Clearwater River, it's, it's really a nice fishery because it's accessible to both bank anglers and to boat anglers. Uh, and you're obviously fishing out of a boat. But I've got to ask, with this cold snap, what's the river looking like right now in terms of access? Well, we uh, actually just drove down here today. I'm standing here, sitting here in my pickup looking at it, and it is snowy and icy. We are down here, uh, we just got down, we're down here on the lower part of the river between Orofino and Lewiston, and the river is free of ice for the most part in, like, the main section, but everywhere where there's a little bit of an eddy or something like that, the, the ice is kind of uh, piled up there, and the ramp right now, at least for the next couple of days, are going to be incredibly treacherous. It's going to be tough. I know we're going to try to, we're going to fish, it's supposed to start warming up tomorrow, and we're going to try to fish late this week, but uh, for us to get our boats in and out, it'll most likely be full chains on and uh, trying to choose ramps that aren't as steep as some of the other ones. All right, well, a note of caution for any of you tuning in out of Idaho today, you might be tempted to head to the Clearwater, you might want to wait till things warm up just a tad, but again, great opportunity for fishing. Yeah, and we should, things are going to start warming up here in the next couple of days. We'll get back up above freezing. We're going to have highs in the high 30s to lower 40s, it looks like, this weekend and then kind of from here on out. And fishing actually should be really good after things start to warm up and all of this stuff breaks loose. And we typically see that. We'll get these big cold snaps, and then as the river fills back up with water and things like that, we actually end up with some really darn good fishing, some of the best of the year, typically. Okay. So that's the steelhead fishing. Believe it or not, folks, these are actually summer steelhead, not winter steelhead. It's just they don't spawn until, like, March. So let's head from north-central Idaho, where the Clearwater River is, over to the Treasure Valley near Boise, CJ Strike Reservoir. I understand your brother fishes that for perch and crappie in the winter. I guess the first question I have is, are you fishing under the ice, or is there open water there right now? Well, that's a really good question. I don't know if we're frozen up right now, but typically we're fishing open water. And when we do get these really big-time cold snaps like this, some of it will freeze. The main body of the reservoir very, very rarely freezes, and that's where we focus most of our fishing on. The brutal arm and then some of the narrows tend to freeze up at times, but it takes a really long really cold period for that ice to be safe and for guys to be ice fishing it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some guys going for it right now, but that's just where I don't know that I'd recommend it. We typically fish it out of our boat, and uh, yeah, all winter long, that crappie and perch fishery is just, it's really good. What kind of size are we talking about when it comes to the crappie and perch, and, and how many of these fish are anglers taking home on a typical day? right now we've got two kind of different age classes we've got a huge age class right now of smaller fish that are in like the nine eight to nine inch range and they are very dominant right now they're everywhere and there's a huge bloom we saw this a couple of years ago where the fishing got just amazing but they were they were a little bit on the smaller side and if you can find them, there's a bunch of fish in the 13 and a half to 14 inch range, and those are just absolutely gorgeous crappie. And so a lot of times we'll be trying to find those, and they're a little bit tougher because those are the fish that they've, those fish have been with us seven or eight years, and that age class is kind of starting to blink out with that newer one popping up. 
Um, and then perch-wise, we see a lot of perch in the 10 to 12-inch range. Some really, really nice fish and pushing that, that 12 to even 13 inches at times. Okay, heading to the famed Snake River in Idaho, one more winter fishery you offer is catch and release fishing for sturgeon. Basically, mm-hmm. fishing for dinosaurs here, aren't you? We are, yeah. That sturgeon fishery is just incredible. We do fish them year-round, but we have some really consistent fishing in the winter. You know, for guys that are looking to get those, get on those fish and who don't mind the cold weather, those fish during the winter seem to be kind of in more consistent patterns. They've got their winter food picked out, whatever kind of spots they want to be in, and they don't seem to move around on us nearly as much as they do other times of the year. And so some of our, uh, our better catch rates are in the winter when we can get on those big groups of fish. Well, bottom line is this, folks, whether you want to go after steelhead or panfish or sturgeon that can be up to 11 feet long on the Snake River, go ahead and book a trip with Jones Sport Fishing. And you can find Jones Sport Fishing on Facebook or just go to their website, jonessportfishing.com. That's jonessportfishing.com. Kyle, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Absolutely. Thank you. Immerse yourself in a complete Alaska wilderness experience through Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Up to six of you will spend a week in a beautiful waterfront log home in a secluded cove. Every day is a new adventure. Go on a guided fishing trip or haul in a bounty of shrimp and crab. Visit a Native American village where totem poles are carved. Go on a whale or bear watching trip and return back to your very own place at the end of the day. Find out more about the Alaska wilderness experience at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com. Camp Chef, we've been in pursuit of one thing for 30 years, more flavor. And now we've taken the same bold hardwood flavor you've come to love in our pellets and applied it to our new line of hardwood spices. With three classic flavors, hickory, char cherry, and competition blend, you can now apply that hardwood flavor directly to your meat. Available in coarse or fine ground. I mean, you put crushed up plants on your food. So you tell me, is this crazy? Genius. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Maybe. 
on the lake, so we're going fishing. With me is my best friend Mike. We're hitting Lake Poygan for the trophy fight. Will I catch a perch? Hey, I guess so. I got some new jigs and a brand new Zebco. I loaded up the truck with all my new gear. Mike got the bait. I bought the beer. Soros! I got a nice pair of boots to go with my hat, my blazer, and suit. But that ain't enough. So I threw in three pair of heavy duty flannel thermal underwear. Drilling. The ice is half a foot thick. My gas powered ice auger ought to do the trick. If I want to eat crap, I gotta catch dinner. Drop my line in the hole with the minnow and the spinner. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. Our next stop is Devil's Lake, North Dakota. We got Tanner Cherney on the line for an ice fishing report. Tanner, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, John. So, Tanner, you're with Visit Devil's Lake in North Dakota, and you're an avid ice fisherman. Let's start off with an ice report. I understand that things are definitely getting better now, and it was kind of a rough start to the season. You know, it was. We had a, a little bit of a slow-going ice formation to start the season, and uh, the recent cold snap definitely helped kick things into a full force for uh, 2024 here. And uh, we had quite a few geese that wintered up here that kind of kept the spots the lake open. But in the last probably three weeks, we were officially completely froze over. And I'd say right now, access on the lake with the conditions where we are probably some areas may have eight inches out where it was the last spot that froze to upwards of 16 inches in some of the shallower parts of the lake. So we're moving around with side-by-sides and four-wheelers and parts of the lake there are some smaller half-ton trucks moving around, but uh, all in all, the ice conditions right now are uh, in great shape. Oh, that is fantastic to hear. Well, let's talk about the various fisheries at Devil's Lake and, and how they're fishing right now. I guess we'll start off with what's probably the most popular one, fishing for yellow perch. How big are they on average? You know, you can get a 12 to 13 inch perch is probably going to be your average on Devil's Lake. And uh, it's not uncommon to find some that are pushing 15, 16 inches, that true jumbo variety pushing two pounds or even sometimes two and a half pounds. Um, they're a healthy fish up here. Oh, my goodness, I'd say so. I, I think the biggest perch I ever caught was just under 15 inches, so I'm already impressed. How is the fishing form right now? How are you catching them? So right now it's been actually pretty dang good. Um, this last couple weeks, a lot of the perch are coming on uh, tungsten jigs with full minnows, uh, especially on the days where the barometric pressure might be changing a little bit and we have that cold front that moved in. Uh, but the best thing is you get these bright, sunny, bluebird days They'll fish get even more fired up, and you'll notice that uh, as they become a little more active, you're going to transition out from tungsten jigs with full minnows to some kind of rattling uh, blade spoon. Quarter ounce variety is a perfect uh, size for these perch because you're going to be fishing them out anywhere from 30 to 45 feet in the basin. And the biggest thing is have a couple of rods ready because when they start firing up, it, you can put five, ten fish in a bucket pretty dang quick and they're super active. Oh, that sounds like all sorts of fun. So, fishing fairly deep for them. I understand the walleye are, like, really shallow right now. Tell us about walleye fishing through the ice. Yeah, so our walleye bite right now, I would say, is in generally 15 feet of water or less. Um, you might find some out a little bit deeper, but the biggest thing is that the way uh, anyone's ever heard of the flooding that's gone on in Devil's Lake and the uh, vast amount of different structure out there from flooded roads and the flooded timber, the old shoreline. Basically, if you're looking for walleyes in Devil's Lake, you're going to be looking at that uh, sunrise and sunset, a couple hours of time we go there, and looking for structure and placing yourself upon that structure with any kind of uh, jigging spoon, and then having either uh, a tip up with a full minnow or any kind of dead stick with a full minnow is a, a great opportunity. But yeah, 15 feet of water right now, and find yourself in structure, and you should be in for one heck of a walleye bite. 
You don't think of bass fishing under the ice, but I understand you do have white bass there at Devil's Lake, and they do bite this time of year. They do. You know, this last week we were out on a pretty good perch bite, and it was kind of funny because every seems like you'd catch three, four perch, and then all of a sudden you'd catch two or three white bass. And anyone that knows what it's like to catch white bass in the summer, now just imagine on a little, you know, 28-inch rod, ice rod with ultralight gear. It is a fun fish to fight through the ice, and some of them, heck, I don't even know. You can barely get into an eight-inch hole. They're so plump and like little dinner plates out there. <laughs> I've never eaten white bass before. How are they as table fare? No, I've uh, I've dabbled in it a little bit. I have some uh, buddies of mine that do it as well, and I've heard the best way to do it is to use a, a smoker on them and just smoke the fish. As long as it doesn't get too dried out, it's actually very good table fare, especially this time of year when you get them in the get them through the ice and they're in that cold water. It helps that much more to preserve that place of that fish as well. That makes perfect sense. Last but not least, we've got to talk about northern pike. And again, getting back to your little 28-inch ice fishing rod, I can't imagine tangling with a three-foot-long pike. That should be something else. It is. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for pike fishing in Devil's Lake. You'll, you'll run into a few pike here or there when you're out targeting walleyes or perch where they're hunting those fish. But the biggest thing is if you can get yourself into some of our shallower bays that have some deep built this last year, you know, 12 feet, I would say, would be a pretty good guess to go into. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to target pike up here. If you're a tip-up person you want to get the kids out chasing flags, it's a lot of fun. You can jig them through the ice with your ice rod, or, heck, you can even go out and do some dark house spear fishing. So there's a lot of opportunities for northern pike up here. Well, bottom line is this. All sorts of ice fishing opportunities this winter at Devil's Lake in North Dakota, and the ice conditions are primo right now a couple more questions about visit devil's lake north dakota i'm sure you've got a, a big directory of places to stay places to eat places to stock up why don't you go ahead and, and just give us a, a couple of ideas we'll start off with sporting goods stores in the area yeah so we have a couple good bait shops in the area if you're coming to town and want to know kind of what the hot mover is of the week or the winter or the hot color you know we have like ed's bait shop which is right south of town next to our four seasons indoor fish cleaning station a wide variety of tackle and bait. And the same with in town, we have a place called New Beach Gate Hardware, another wonderful place that has a, a vast variety of, uh, of tackle. And then the other place, which is right on the ice, which works out great if you start running out of bait throughout the day or lost a lot of lures, uh, Woodland Resort has a really good bait shop and tackle shop right there on Waters Creel Bay. Okay. And if you're looking for a nice place to stay that won't break the bank, what would you recommend? You know, there's a couple options depending on what you're looking for, but we have quite a few hotels in town right along the main highway here on Highway 2, that Lee Van and the Cobblestone that have, you know, your just your basic room, but all of them have uh, indoor heated fish cleaning stations on their property. So for, you know, 150 bucks a night, a couple people in a room and have a fish cleaning station, they've got a little bar on the property for food and beverages, it's, it's the ideal spot right in town. And then plenty of options for other places if you're looking to more bigger. Have a bigger group to rent a cabin. There's quite a few resorts around the lake that have that ability as well. Last question. If you're looking for a good meal and you want to treat yourself, what's the place to go to in Devil's Lake? I would have to say the Ranch Steakhouse. It's uh, one of the sort of the top steakhouses in North Dakota. It's an old barn that got converted into a restaurant. And they have a lot of great food there. And yeah, after a long day on the ice, there's no better place to go along with a nice steak or sandwich right at the Ranch Steakhouse. 
All right. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to plan your trip to Devil's Lake, just go to the website devilslakend.com. That's devilslakend.com for Visit Devil's Lake, North Dakota. They've also got a Facebook page, too. Just look for Visit Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And get out there this winter for some ice fishing. It's a great place to stay and some good food, too. Tanner, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having me on, John. Okay, let's leave this segment just the way we came into it with some music from that Wisconsin parody rap group, Shad Rap. We've been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska for a while now, and there's a reason. They are the only Alaska lodge we talk about in this show. It's because they're truly Alaska's best lodge. The adventure starts with a float plane ride from Ketchikan, after which you'll get the chance to experience some of the best hospitality, food, and wonderful people you'll ever meet. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales, and let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. This is the Rolling Knife Sharpener by WorkSharp. Designed to make sharpening fast, easy, and work every time. Snap to your angle, select your abrasive, and make sharp happen. Sharpen your kitchen knives, large and small, Japanese knives, and even pocket knives. The magnetic angle base secures a wide range of knives at four set angles. Three premium abrasives deliver fast sharpening and exceptional results. The tri-axle drive system allows you to follow the curve of your longest blade. And the soft touch grip ensures comfort and safety during the entire sharpening process. Make sharp happen. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Our next stop is Port Clinton, Ohio. That's where you're going to find Ross Robertson. And if you're into walleye fishing, you probably know all about Ross because he's pretty much done it all. He's a, a longtime guide out there. He also is a tournament angler. He has been a television show host. He's been a boat salesman. He's an outdoors writer, radio host, podcaster, and more. Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Well, you betcha. Well, the reason I've got you on this morning is because you've entered into a partnership with Z-Man Baits, and I'm a bass angler, and as a bass angler, when I think of Z-Man, I always think of their chatter baits. I had no idea that they had a line of walleye baits and that you helped design them. Well, we're in the process. A lot of that stuff hasn't been released fully yet, full disclosure. But, yeah, that's definitely why they brought me on is to, you know, kind of help develop some walleye stuff. But I think the elephant in the room is probably, you know, the same thing like you saying there is, you know, 
do these things work for walleyes? And the reality is, is I can remember as a kid using a bait called the Sassy Shad. Do you remember that? Yeah. Or Mr. Twister? Yes. And nowadays, we just got a whole lot fancier versions of that. So even the regular stuff works really well. You know, the old Twister Tails, the Ned Head is, believe it or not, a... You know, the turd bait is a amazing wall ideal in a lot of inland bodies of water. The surprising one, living on Lake Erie here, is I guess you some guys, depending on who you are, they call it Demiki rigging, but the jerk shad on a basically a Demiki rig is amazing for walleyes, and that's still under quote bass stuff, right? So while I can't get into too much details about what we're doing, I mean some of it's just colors, you know, in some of those regular bodies. The diesel minnow is an amazing walleye lure, so look for little tweaks and things to happen with that. But to your point of the chatterbait, like old Brett Height there with the jackhammer is a really good friend of mine, and I can promise you that uh, when those things first started going, I stuck a few from him, and those work very well, especially like the willow versions that are on a more traditional jig head. If you're not using those, you are definitely missing out. This is really mind-blowing to me. I mean, I'm a, a walleye angler too. I live out west in Washington State, and we get some pretty good walleye waters, but out here, you know, for most of the year, we're basically trolling a spinner worm harness, often with a, a smile blade from Max Lure behind a, a bottom bouncer. Sometimes we'll jig them up, you know, with some soft plastics on jig heads. Sometimes we'll use blade baits, but the variety of lures you just described would be very foreign out here for walleye. I'm going to have to try it because it sounds like it works. I mean, spinner rigs, I always tell people that if it wasn't for a spinner rig nightcrawler harness, whoever, depending on how old you are, what you call them, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't be talking to you because I definitely want a lot of money and, and put a lot of fish in the boat for people with those. But like anything else, there's a time and a place. And, you know, I think with some of the live sonar, like I use the Hummingbird Mega Live, and, you know, when you start fishing more, I guess, as you would call it, bass style, where you're fishing isolated structures and individual fish that you're watching and looking at, um, you know, a lot of those things like we just talked about, about are probably more advantageous because running pointer boards or trolling and going through fish if you're trying to find fish is one thing but once you know where they're at whether it's fishing isolated you know structure like i said or you got a milk run of stuff or you're seeing them on a live sonar like the live sonar thing has completely changed the casting option for people regardless of species very interesting now you love to fish the, the western central basin of lake erie and you consider it the best walleye fishery in north america why is that and I think it's easy. Like, everybody thinks they have the best lure or their pond is the best, right? Like, that's just the reality. It's a, the hometown pride, which we can all appreciate. But I don't think anybody could argue with me if we were going to have us a debate about, hey, does your body of water have 130 million fish or whatever the current number is? <laughs> you know, I, so like Malax, I got a bunch of friends at Malax, and that's a great body of water. But, you know, their estimated population is about 240,000 walleyes. And, you know, we may have that in one school. So... You know, as far as numbers of fish, and then honestly, you know, the thing that's kind of overlooked a lot of my clients and stuff until they get here, they don't realize. Like, we've got Cedar Point, the amusement park, which is one of the top in the world. We've got the Bass Islands, a lot of wineries. There's a lot of stuff to do here, you know, with the guide clients, you know, that end up bringing their family or their kids a second time. Or maybe it's how they get here because they want some other things to do. So there's a lot of things to do from a tourist standpoint. It's not just going through the motions. And the fishing is amazing. You know, smallmouth fishing is really good. One of my guys that works with me got the, uh, I think it's the number two or number three all-time smallmouth. There's a little debate if it's two or three, but of all time, 10 pounds plus, 10, wow. 10 one, five, uh, last year. So good stuff going on. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what a day on the water looks like with big water fishing. So let's say I book, we'll say a walleye trip. You know, what time am I coming down to the docks and, and what's going to happen? 
You know, it depends on time of year, just because whether it's weather or the bite, right? So middle of summer, we're probably going quite a bit earlier, maybe that more traditional like salmon time of, you know, daylight type right. of situation, maybe because of the heat or maybe because of the bite. Spring and fall, we, we generally go a little later. I kind of let everybody else get out there if it doesn't really matter and go f- decide where they want to go and then give the guys a little more time to monkey around. But we move with the fish, and a lot of that, too, just allows me a little more time to decide where we're going to go. So we trailer our boats. So I may literally fish 150 miles of shoreline throughout the season, as far as, you know, from Toledo to, let's say, the Pennsylvania line. So that's the big thing we got. These fish move, and we move with them. So I think the thing that a lot of my clients like is, like, I have one guy that fishes every month with me. He tries to book one trip every month. And, like, for him, he says it's like going 100 different places because every month we're doing something different in a different place. And so a lot of people like that aspect as well. What is the the limit for walleye on Lake Erie, and what's the average size? We are allowed six uh, six walleyes a day. We do we have a pretty liberal possession. Uh, so unlike Canada or something where you know you have a day or two here, we can if you come for four days, you can keep four days limits if you so choose. As far as the average fish, I get asked that all the time, and I don't think there's a good answer, right? Um, I mean, we've got walleyes that we're going to have to throw back because they're under our 15-inch size minimum, and then we get them upwards of, you know, 30-some inches. Uh, I personally have caught a 35-incher, which is one of the longer ones that has ever been recorded here officially in the state. And I I would say, honestly, everywhere between there, because we have so many good, healthy year classes that... There's just not a real answer to that, which is a good thing. It is a very good thing, and it's a really good thing to be a guide on arguably the best body of water in North America for walleye fishing, too. Last question. You're a busy man, as we kind of uh, hinted at at the beginning of this conversation, and you're going to be working with Z-Man Bates. But what else are you working on right now that folks should know about? You know, we've got, we're constantly doing stuff. I do a very popular podcast. You know, we've got millions of downloads on that. People seem to enjoy what we're talking about on that, whether it's having a guy like Al Linder on or a local fisheries biologist. We're kind of eclectic in that. Uh, I've got some other digital media projects I can't quite say because I get myself in trouble, but headed to a boat show this afternoon. You know, we're getting ready to do some ice guiding at the end of the week and then having some guys from some other companies come in that I work with and checking out some new stuff. We've got some new products that are going to be hitting the shelf from Strike Master next year and we're kind of getting the finalization on those and um, some Rappel stuff and some neat stuff. So it never ends. It is a 12-month job, and it is a a seven-day-a-week job if you're any good at it, or if you're not, you better be doing seven days a week because uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, like I said, we get stuff like you do, and then also the fishing stuff, and there's never a dull moment. Well, there you go, folks. That's Captain Ross Robertson. If you want to keep up with what's going on with him, go to his Facebook page at Big Water Fishing or to his website, bigwaterfishing.com, and maybe book a trip with him or one of his guides and get out there to Lake Erie and catch yourself a whole bunch of walleye and have a whole bunch of fun doing it. Ross, thanks so much for spending some time with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thanks again for having me. Planning a day at the range or plinking targets with your friends or... Maybe you're looking to do some small game honey with a rimfire rifle. Either way, they're going to be impressed when you show up with a Henry Golden Boy lever action rifle. This beauty has a brass light finish, a wooden stock and grip, and a blue 20-inch octagon barrel that makes this rifle handle great, and it is accurate too, especially for offhand shooting. Want to up your Golden Boy rifle game? You can order a deluxe engraved edition or one with a personalized inscription. Like every rifle manufactured by Henry Repeating Arms, this has a life 
lifetime guarantee. Find out more about the world-famous Golden Boy Rifle and order a free catalog, too, at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com for Henry Repeating Arms, made in America, and a proud sponsor of America Outdoors Radio. the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display, or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants, and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. When you think of WorkSharp knife and tool sharpeners, you probably think of sharpeners for the shop or the field, but WorkSharp has a whole lineup of sharpeners for the kitchen, too. We're talking about everything from easy-to-use manual and electric knife sharpeners to ceramic honing rods, whetstones, and the new rolling knife sharpener, an innovative manual sharpener that will do wonders for your cutlery. Make sure there's never a dull moment in your kitchen. Check out the entire product line and order today at WorkSharpTools.com. That's WorkSharpTools.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. John Cruz here, looking to improve your bottom line as a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts. You can do so for a very cost-effective price by advertising on America Outdoors Radio. I will tailor a marketing campaign for you, reaching hundreds of thousands of listeners every weekend, tuning into our show on 135 stations in 33 states. We've got a sponsor opening right now, so contact me through my website at americaoutdoorsradio.com and let's talk about helping you. Attention small business owners, this could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You could recover up to $26,000 per employee today. And all you have to do is make one short 10-minute call to take your business up a notch or bounce back from these difficult couple of years. Omega Accounting Solutions can help you recover any payroll tax overpayments you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute ERC consultation to determine if you qualify. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. They know their stuff so well that CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. Call 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9ERC. 1-800-300-9ERC or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com.
You're back in with America Outdoors. I'm John Cruz, and we are going to take you to one of my favorite places. That would be Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska. We've been visiting there for several years now. You've heard all about it on the show, but they are under new ownership. The lodge is now owned by the O'Neill Group, and with us here to tell you more about this situation is Job Rope. Job, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, John. How are you? I'm doing quite well. And before we get into why the O'Neill Group decided to purchase the lodge, let's talk about you and your experiences there. You've been there twice, haven't you? I have, yes. I I was the lucky privilege of going there twice last year, mostly for work, but with some fishing, and I caught some big lean cod, and that was a great time. The most beautiful part about it was meeting the staff and seeing the different buildings and just experiencing Alaska for my first time. Well, it's certainly a wonderful place to do it at. I'm sure you were well-fed by the staff, too. And I'm glad you got to go up there. Hopefully, you'll get to make some more frequent trips with a little more fishing involved. I mean, next year, I've got a couple of trips planned up there. I'm looking to go about once a month, and hopefully we can fit in some halibut fishing. So I know that the Captain Mac, who's finally retired at the tender age of 82 or 83, had been trying to sell the lodge for a little while. Why did your boss at the O'Neill Group decide to buy it? So in 2021, we did a statewide search for fishing lodges. Fishing has been near to our principal's heart ever since he was a kid. Ben O'Neill's our founder, and he has fished with his father, Mike O'Neill, for decades. They've fished up and down Alaska and Canada and a whole variety of other places. We decided to buy the lodge to continue our foray into the hospitality space and also create an entertainment ecosystem for our sister companies to enjoy. We're a family office out of Colorado Springs, and our primary line of business is DOD and real estate. That said, we do love working on very cool projects with great people, and on the lodge, we get to do both. For our hospitality ecosystem, we've expanded into marinas, lodging, and even fine dining. And while we have a large aperture in our lines of business, the lodge is one that is very close to my own heart and very close to Kevin's heart. All right. Sounds fantastic. And I see that a lot's going to remain the same in terms of the overall experience, but you do have a few new things coming towards visitors. And one of those are some new options in terms of accommodations. Tell our listeners about this. Absolutely. So one of the biggest things I noticed being up there last time was how much people love the cottage. And you've been there before you know it. Three bed, three bath, amazing immaculate ocean views with a bunch of seating on a deck. And we are looking to expand accommodations through existing real estate first and then construction after that. One of the biggest things I realized going up the lodge for the first time was the underusage of some prime real estate. The historical office is an oceanfront view building with three rooms, exposed beam rafters, and it's located right in the lodge proper. Well, you're right. And that existing office will be perfect for accommodations, as will the cottage. And those are both a little bit of an upgrade from the base accommodations, right? 100%, yeah. So in in that office, we're going to go in this spring and do some renovations, new flooring, paint, and some other interesting things to make it more guest usable. We're going to add a bathroom in the upstairs, and we're going to look at walling that off so that it will be a true three-bed for a family or group of six to enjoy. In addition to the three- and four-day fishing adventures, I see that you're starting to promote some other activities outside of fishing. Go ahead and tell our listeners about hiking, wildlife watching, canoeing, kayaking, and cultural immersion. Yeah, we're, we're currently focused on doubling down on what makes the lodge so special. Our prime business will always be salmon and halibut fishing, as well as delivering exceptional hospitality to our fantastic client base. And that's that is and always will be our primary focus. But that said, we are very interested in expanding the program, delivering all things entertainment in Alaska. A couple of things we got working on in the background right now is something called the Cove. 
which will be a central media platform to capitalize on all things of the beautiful state of Alaska. We're looking at podcasts, infomercials, and other great content for our guests to enjoy from the time they're in their concrete jungle until they reach our beautiful Daltry Cove and stand on the dock. Another thing we're looking to add is what we're pointing as the Alaskan luxury experience, which would be more recreation-based, some of the things you mentioned, kayaking, hiking, and potentially even some whiskey and wine flights, island tours. We're really widening our aperture as far as what we'd like to do in the future. But as I mentioned, our, our bread and butter will always be deep-sea fishing and prime hospitality. I will say this, though. I like the idea of having these other activities and because there's a lot of families where part of the family really enjoys the fishing experience, but other parts of the family not so much. And normally they just be kind of hanging out at the lodge, but now they'll have plenty of things to do. Like, I mean, there's great kayaking canoeing available right there in Saltry Cove. You do have Native American totem poles that you can visit nearby. Like we mentioned, you get some hiking around and wildlife watching. I think it was two years ago, the orcas came right into the cove while we were all out fishing and kind of putted around in there. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool opportunities going into different demos and markets and just attracting a, a whole different type of clientele. We've got a lot of different things we could do from content and expanded programs or just where we're wanting to start. We've actually even started shopping for a yacht. And we could go on for hours about how many incredible things that could be done and centered around the lodge. And our long-term goal is to be a hospitality and entertainment hub centered around the outdoors, all without losing sight of what makes the lodge so special. Now, I know that you have a lot of staff that returns year after year working at the lodge, but I'm guessing this is the time of year where you are probably looking to fill some positions. If folks are interested in working at Sportsman's Cove Lodge, what should they do? Yes, you can go to alaskasbestlodge.com or you can email us at employment at alaskasbestlodge.com. And yeah, as you referenced, we're starting our seasonal hiring sprint and we're also looking for a new facilities director to make sure all the water runs and the pipes run. And yeah, we're looking at a a couple of people and looking towards the future, we're committed to maintaining our pedigree of exceptional guest service that in place by Captain Mack and Mrs. Patty. And just maintaining the overall culture and vibrant nature of the lodge is very important to us. So I would ask to any listeners, if you have ideas and critical feedback, feel free to reach out to me. We're absolutely committed to delivering exceptional experiences and cannot do that without your input. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Again, the website to go to, alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. It really is Alaska's Best Lodge, I can tell you from personal experience. And it's great to hear that not only are you keeping the spirit of the place with the existing trips, but you're going to expand things as well. Very exciting times ahead. The website, one more time, alaskasbestlodge.com. Job, thanks for sharing all this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you so much, John, and we're working very hard over here, and we're excited to see you all next year. Turning to hunting news, I'll tell you what, if you want to go deer hunting, you really ought to go to Missouri. The Missouri Department of Conservation has reported that the final deer harvest for this past season was 326,026 deer. This is a new record, surpassing one set back in 2006. Uh, The deer harvested, 147,705 were antlered bucks, 29,000 were button bucks, and over 149,000 were does. The top harvest counties for the overall deer season were Franklin with some 7,400, Howell County with 6,346, and Texas County with 
almost 6,200 deer. And if you're wondering how this compares to the 2022-2023 season, I can tell you it's about 26,000 plus more than that year. Again, the deer hunting in Missouri, very, very good. Turning from hunting to anti-hunting, we have some disturbing news out of Colorado. Where Outdoor Life reports the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission voted last week to cut back on mountain lion hunting by canceling the April hunting season and outlawing the use of electronic calls statewide. These changes passed even though Colorado's current mountain lion harvest falls well within the agency's harvest goals and as the agency's biologists point to a growing and healthy population of lions in the state. The rule change doesn't affect all hunters because only limited areas are open in April. The timing and reasoning behind the commission's January 11th decision are concerning Colorado hunters. Last summer, the governor of Colorado appointed three new members to the state's Parks and Wildlife Commission whose backgrounds are more grounded in animal rights and traditional wildlife management. And now we are seeing this vote that ignores the science and leans into preserving big game carnivores. A very similar situation is playing out in my home state of Washington where exactly the same thing has happened. The commission has been hijacked by anti-hunting commissioners who rolled back the spring bear hunt a couple of years ago. The struggle is real for us as hunters, and the best thing you can do is contact your legislators and the governor's office and get involved with organizations like Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and the Sportsman's Alliance that fight against issues like these. On that note, it is time to go, but here's hoping you are blessed in the days ahead, and and here's hoping you manage to stay warm during this suddenly chilly winter weather we've been experiencing. Here's hoping, too, that you bundle up and get to explore some of what nature has in store for you. After all, it is your country and your outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it. backcountryhunters.org. Join the fight for our public lands and waters today.